It's now time for the Beef Market Update. We're talking to Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, how are you today? I'm good. Good afternoon to you. Hey, it's great to chat with you as always. You know, I want to start off on a real positive uh, hop here, and we're going to talk about retail demand. It's looking pretty strong. Sure is. Again, after coming through the holiday season, and usually you take a little bit of a breather in January, February, but the choice cutouts sure showing us that it's popping right back. And I think that's certainly building on what we see for that retail demand story that, you know, was a great news story for 2020 and certainly starting off that way again here in in 2021. So consumers both in the U.S. and Canada continue to uh, demand beef uh, at the retail counter and uh, it's bringing them into into the stores or at least ordering online, one of the two, right? Yeah, good for the box beef price and and Packers having, I I guess, good profits at the same time as well. Absolutely, that's the piece as well, yes. Yeah, Uh, let's drop to to more of the producer side of the equation. What's happening in the cash market? Well, in the U.S. this week, kind of another choppy sideways week for trade. So, you know, 110, 111 in the south, um, very similar to last week. And in the north, 172, 173. So compared to the cutout, which over the last two weeks has gained about $15, um, 100 weight, we've we've only really chopped sideways as far as cash cattle are concerned. So, again, that piece uh, of of making, uh, you know, packer margins pretty, pretty, pretty pretty profitable at this point in time now in western canada our our fed cattle trade has seen some improvements since christmas and that continued again this this week so 252 delivered was where a lot of the the dress trade was so if you're doing your equivalent uh, live average we're we're up over 150 so it's it's improved and if so if again if you're thinking about the math between the u.s market kind of being a, a choppy sideways move and our Alberta market being stronger, we continue to see a very solid basis for, for Western Canada fed cattle where, you know, plus 10, plus 11. And normally, or last time, or last year at this time, we were kind of one to two over. So this is a very strong basis for Alberta. We had a rather short plant shutdown at the Guelph, Cargill Guelph plant, uh, back up and running now. What impact has that had on, on the market out there? Well, prices um, this week in Ontario uh, also steady. Two thirty-six was the last I saw for a dress price so out of Ontario. So their market has improved from the prices they got, you know, before Christmas when that that um, that plant was impacted with uh, the COVID shutdown. But they're back going, and when you look at slaughter levels in the first two weeks in Canada. Uh, we're right back uh, to levels, you know, well above where we would have been a year ago. In just two weeks um, this year, Sean, in 2021, fed cattle slaughter is already 22,000 head more than in 2020. Um, so a good news story there and um, certainly back to what I, I guess I'd call pretty normal schedule. For, for the feeder, it, I, I'm not sure what they're viewing as more of an issue. The cost of gain or the weakness of the U.S. dollar, which has really shot up that Canadian dollar? Yeah, so both, there's a lot of things on the, on the watch list, if you will. You know, as we go, as we head into the year, um, lots of moving parts. You know, the big moving part from a, from a cost perspective is obviously that, that cost of gain, whether we're talking about U.S. corn or Canadian barley, or it doesn't really matter what grain you're talking about or oil seed, the, the markets are, are strong. Now, they've, 
a week ago they would have been you know probably peaked um and so a little bit of a breather here this past week but again uh, as we head into the year that's a big unknown and of course with the new administration coming in this week and uh, all of the you know um, reshuffling of priorities and what the Canadian dollar is going to do but you're right that's two key things that we're going to be looking at as we head into well we're, we're well into the first quarter now as we go through the year. Yeah, we got some cattle on feed reports to think about uh, as well. As you look at the data, what are you what are you seeing? And I know that at the time we're having this conversation, the the U.S. cattle on feed isn't out yet. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the Canadian numbers? Well, last week uh, Campax released their January one numbers, and although the on feed numbers are down from a year ago, I think it's important to remember that a year ago was an all time record high for how we started off 2020 in terms of Alberta, Saskatchewan cattle on feed numbers. So even though they're down from that, they're still above the three-year average, sorry, they're 3% above the five-year average. So I to, can, to put that in perspective, we know placements are down all through Ocnove and Deese um, as the fall run was, you know, certainly um, slow in, in getting going. Marketings, as we all know, were up. You know, packers have been processing at some strong levels. So I, I would think it's going to be a similar kind of pattern when we see the on-feed report for the U.S. numbers, uh, pretty similar to last year to start off um, on-feed numbers and looking for placements in December to be down. Right now, the guess is around 4%. So that's what we'll be looking for. The market's got that pegged in already and really focusing on the next thing around the next corner. Interesting piece of news that applies to to packers in in the U.S. and Canadian market. Uh, JBS uh, out with a, a program where they're going to compensate plant workers that get the vaccine. They're going to compensate them compensate them with a hundred dollars, which they're going to do. We have confirmation they will do in both the U.S. and in Canada. That's kind of an interesting strategy. Interesting strategy, and a, you know, a great news story, and really focusing on just how important. Um, you know, worker safety and COVID safety is in these plants to keep operations moving. So, agreed, a, a an interesting story, a great story. Yeah. Uh, hey, export, we didn't talk about exports, we talked about domestic retail demand, but uh, exports, uh, what, what do, you have, do you have any numbers you've been following there? Yeah, for sure. So um, last week as well, we did get the StatsCan numbers for November. You know, we'll do a a full wrap-up for you once we get the December numbers. But November was another good month for Canadian beef exports. So just for the month of November alone, up 15%. So, And that's certainly one of those other key pieces we've been watching um, as we talk about demand. It's not just domestic demand. it's, It's certainly export demand that has been strong for Canada. And that, that was a key piece. So 15%, the, the, the big move, of course, the U.S. up 8% in November. And Japan really came out on. We were up 21% into Japan in November. So some good news stories that I expect we'll see with the December data as well. Interesting. Well, that, that Japan being a, that, that's a good, that's a good sign Finally. of Japan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because we, we were weak there at the beginning of the year, were we not? We, well, everyone was. Of course, COVID kind of messed up a lot of that, but at least to see Japan coming back on as strong as they did. It still leaves our year-to-date numbers down, but to see November number up like that was great news. The benefits of the CPTPP deal, everybody, right there. Exactly. Market access. Uh, we've been talking to Ann Wasco of the Kiwi Livestock Exchange, and have yourself a great weekend, okay? Super. Thanks, Ron. You too.